Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, November 1st. I'm Rachel Lippman. Ahead on the podcast, some of the houses in downtown Belleville stand tall more than a century after they were built. And now they're attracting buyers eager to take on a rehab project. People love the character of old homes, the quality of how they were built, uh, the workmanship that went into it. And as Eric Schmidt reports, there are other incentives attracting residents to the city and its neighborhoods as well. First, the news. A Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services spokeswoman continues to justify the state agency's use of personal medical information in an investigation into Planned Parenthood's St. Louis abortion clinic. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, the department requested information that included the dates of a woman's last period. The department denied the clinic its license earlier this year. A hearing that concluded on Thursday will help a state commission determine if officials acted properly. This week, Director Randall Williams said employees requested the information when investigating the clinic during the license renewal process. That revelation drew outrage and attention nationwide. Lisa Cox is the department's communications director. She says there's no need for an investigation into those methods. This information that we received and used is information that the legislature requires us to obtain and use for these purposes to keep Missourians safe. Attorneys have until February to file more legal documents. That means a decision is unlikely before later in winter. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. The Environmental Protection Agency says workers have finished cleaning up the Carter Carburetor Superfund site in North St. Louis. As St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports, the federal agency had placed the site on its list of most urgent projects to help get it ready for redevelopment. Workers have spent six years cleaning up the former site of the carburetor manufacturing plant on North Grand Boulevard. The area was heavily contaminated with heavy metals and toxic chemicals like PCBs that cause cancer. The remediation work involved demolishing buildings on site and removing some contamination from the soil. Workers capped the remaining toxic material. Mazella Miles Washington, a resident of the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood, says she's worried about the capped contamination. We haven't been told how long the materials are going to last. And if the materials are going to last, we're going to still have contamination. EPA officials say administrative steps need to be completed before removing the site from the Superfund program. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. Advocacy media company First Rule released a three-part documentary yesterday on St. Louis Lambert International Airport. CEO Travis Brown is the executive producer of the film, titled Hard Landing at Lambert. He's also the lead consultant of Fly 314, the working group considering a potential long-term lease of the airport. During a regular meeting of that working group yesterday, Brown refuted criticism for producing the film. We've had a lot of questions about what's going on here, what problem are we looking to address. With due respect to the improvements today in the last few years, we still have a generational debt decision. A lot of people feel strongly about that, and we give voice to those people. The documentary focuses on a billion-dollar runway that cut through Bridgeton. Members of the working group questioned the accuracy of the content, as well as whether Brown's association with it presents a conflict of interest. (music) 
Most of the homes in downtown Belleville, Illinois, are more than 80 years old, according to the U.S. Census. And many of them were built decades earlier, in the 1800s. These older homes are attracting a new crop of residents to the neighborhoods. As St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports, the reasons are both practical and personal. Walk along Charles Street, south of Belleville's Main Street, and one house quickly stands out. The home is tall and stately and looms above others on the block. It's built in the Second Empire style, popularized in late 1800s France. The original bricks peek through white paint that once covered it in the past. It's imposing, and the inside is equally impressive. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, come on in. The front door is open to a vast hallway with high ceilings and a huge mirror that can't be removed because it's too big to get through the doors. Paula Hanaszewski and her husband, Tom, own the house. A massive, uh, over 5,000 square foot historic home. They decided to buy it for $170,000 after walking by it every week for almost two years. Hanaszewski shows me around and points out some of the details that make the home special. All the fireplaces are still here, original. They are all carved mahogany. The butler's pantry is all original. And we still have a lot of the keys. Their story is somewhat common around Belleville's downtown. In the past five to ten years, people started to snatch up other historic homes, some on the grand scale of the Hanaszewski's and others smaller. Some have aged well, while others need intense work. So why put in the effort? You can find a lot of home for a little bit of money. Jason Buss is a local realtor with Remax. He says historic homes are relatively affordable compared to many other parts of the country. You can buy the homes for, you know, twenty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 and then take your time renovating them. People who buy historic district homes can also save money on their property taxes. The state of Illinois will freeze a home's property tax rate for eight years if a homeowner invests a quarter of the assessed value at purchase into restoration or renovation. Beyond money, Buss says historic homes have a distinct appeal. People love the character of old homes, the quality of how they were built, uh, the workmanship that went into it. He rehabbed and rented many homes in the area for more than a decade before becoming a realtor. He says their quality is unmatched. You can't build these homes like uh, today, like they were built then. Dave Braswell is a Belleville resident who's rehabbed nearly a dozen homes since 1977. He says home quality and price are big draws, but so is being walking distance from downtown shops and restaurants. Those reasons are driving a new crop of people to the city's historic homes. Mostly those in their mid to late 20s, early 30s. Are they young couples like I was 30 years ago? He admits owning one of these homes is not trivial. Even ones that don't need a full restoration require consistent attention and sometimes extra work. Braswell says it takes people with skills. That is people who can do some carpentry work, people who like to work in the yard, people who can uh, do painting and so forth. These types of skills really do help. Hanaszewski says her house needed a lot of attention when they bought it nearly three years ago. She flips through old plans and points out some of the issues she and her husband had to address. I mean, we spent a lot of time landscaping this house because everything was so overgrown. This entire north side of the, the house was covered in invasive vines. The inside was no better. Hanaszewski says they had to sift through and discard mountains of items the previous owners left behind. They removed carpet, wallpaper, wood from staircases. It was so much material, the Hanaszewskis rented dumpsters to take it all away. 40-yard dumpsters, six of them. 
with this house. They've worked for the past two and a half years to restore the home to its former glory. It was a huge project. That's putting it lightly. And they're not even done yet. The second floor still needs finishing. It may be a lot of work, but Braswell says there's a big payoff for those who put in the effort. There's a great pride in doing an old home. Braswell says his neighbors like to open their homes to each other to share the fruits of their labor. And that's true for Paula Hanaszewski. She wants to open her home for events, weddings, or other gatherings once the restoration is complete. I would really like to see it as a space that people could use, that the public can engage in, that kind of has an identity. Hanaszewski says it's the ultimate reward. In Belleville, I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. You can see the before and after pictures of Paula Hanaszewski's home and learn the full parameters of Illinois' historic home property tax freeze at stlpublicradio.org. Holly Anjold was the editor on Eric's piece. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. The music you hear on The Gateway is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Rachel Lippman, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.